Hello guys, Jamie here. Welcome to another episode of All For One. I want to say a massive thank you for downloading this episode. Honestly, in the last few weeks, the amount of people listening to this podcast is just growing and growing and growing to numbers which I couldn't ever believe. So thank you, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. You know, it's fantastic to just see that people are enjoying content that, you know, that we're creating, you know, because it's not just me. A lot of people get involved with these podcasts. A lot of people give up their time to be part of the panel and contribute to all the episodes. So thanks to everyone who's been involved, everyone that's listening, everyone that's sharing. It really, really, really helps. This is a bonus episode. So in this episode, I'm going to be having an in-depth conversation with our type one to what, who this month is Mehdi Tahiri. Now, Mehdi is a really, really inspirational character. He doesn't have type one diabetes himself, but he does more campaigning and more fundraising than some people with type 1 diabetes do. He's really, really devoted to the cause. He does some fantastic things for JDRF and that's the reason why he is this month's type 1 to watch. But before we get stuck in with Medi, I just want to say a massive thank you to the people, again, who are taking the time to share this episode. I want to share a message that we got on Facebook from Samantha Bloom Barnett. She said she just listened to the Work and Travel podcast and she says it's so lovely to listen to something for type ones by type ones. Uh, she also has a bit of information she'd like to share. We were talking about pumps on the beach in that episode and she says that she puts hers in a Frio bag and it keeps the temperature under control and it keeps it dry after swimming. So hopefully that's helped. If you've got anything that you'd like to share with uh, the rest of the Off One listeners, then please do. Remember, leave us that five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. But that's all the begging I'm going to do for now. Let's get into this episode and let's meet Medita. Harry, who, like I've mentioned, is such an incredibly inspirational character. Now, Medi can talk for England, but it's all worth hearing. He's got some great stories to share, and that's what he's going to be sharing in this very podcast. Now, like I mentioned, Medi doesn't have type 1 himself, but his daughter does. And I started by asking him where their journey with type 1 diabetes began. I think when Scarlett got diagnosed with type 1, I was, before she got diagnosed, I, w- I went to doctors um, on a Tuesday, I'll never forget, November the 20, November the 20, uh, 24th, 2012, I went to doctors and she said, to the guy said, she's got, um, she's just got a terrible tooth and she got a bit of cold. I had a job to do in London. We had to cook at O2 for, pretty much we had a job of Ben Howard, the singer. We had, we were doing this UK tour at the time, as well as kind of like my restaurants in Plymouth, also the outside event. I went up to London, said to my wife, do you know what, Scarlett's just got terrible tooth. I said to her, I said, do you know what, what's wrong with it? And she said, Maddie, she can walk straight line. She's screaming at her brother. She's weaning a lot. She's thirsty. She pretty much not herself. She lost her color. She's losing weight. I couldn't believe how much she's changing, like especially like three days. So I had to leave the job uh, you know, to and kind of like trust my chefs to do a great job. They still had two more dates to kind of like cater for. That was part of a contract. Came back to Plymouth at 6 o'clock in the morning at 8 o'clock. They said, if you didn't bring it back today and brought it back tomorrow, we wouldn't be able to save her life because she had so much kilos in her blood that it, we wouldn't be able to save her life. She had too much acid. 
And he was an eye opener at the start. I thought, you know, well, wow, that can't be right. No chance. My little girl hasn't got type one. And then, yeah, it was pretty much that's the hardest I've been hit in my life, apart from my mum's death. I then I realised as a father, I got responsibilities, and I can't just sit back and just let my girl to just deal with it. So I had to help. We come up with the idea of setting fuel up to do healthy food to raise awareness for type 1 diabetes and fund and also kind of tell people how important your diet and exercise is if you got type 1 and how it helps your pretty much lifestyle and how it makes you a better person or a happier person if you healthy happy you know you you kind of like it goes hand in hand and nothing when I spoke to the nutritionist, she said, what do you do for a living? I said, you know what, I'm just a cook. She said, that's probably one of the best answers you could give me because you would do, a, you need to do a lot for your daughter and if you're in a great position to make sure she lives her life to full potential because the diet is one of the most important um, aspect when you get type 1 because people just think they could just eat what they want, when they want. You've got to stay away from certain things and you got to kind of like trying to eat um, healthy and do have your kind of like party food and buffet food. Don't make him feel left out. And do you know what? We started this thing um, called Fuel Catering and we give people with type 1 diabetes 20% discount, eating, take out, everything that we do. We kind of like make it fresh. There's no processed food. We kind of like make our own bread on site. There's no added flour. We just kind of trying to work out the carb counts for all our customers when they come to restaurant. We got a great, great kind of like a community around fuel that help us to raise so much money and awareness for something that they just assumed if, yeah, you fat. That's where you got type 1. Or your diet is wrong. That's where you got type 1. And that, we had to change pretty much the people's, like, or oh, the, the society and how they look at type, uh, at diabetes, especially type 1, because straight away we had people saying, you know what, oh yeah, was your, was your little girl eating that junk food? Nah, mate. Or, was your, was your girl putting on a little bit of weight? He's like, nah, mate, that's not the case. Just because people just think diabetes, yeah, you, you, you put on weight, or your diet is wrong, and that's where you got type 1. And then with the fundraising that we, we've done in the last four, five, six, six years, and the money that we raised, we managed to pretty much get a message across to at least people in Plymouth and in the southwest that... Do you know what? The main focus of fuel catering when we started wasn't a business plan as such that we wanted to start it to make money. We started it because we had passion for raising awareness for type one and raising funds and also getting a message across to people. Do you know what? Happy, healthy life is star. It cannot it doesn't need to be expensive. You know, you don't have to spend a fortune on healthy food. You could come to us, and trust me, we make, like, up our food, the reason we, we're so popular, because our healthy, fresh, local food is not expensive. I make my money, 
by doing weddings and by doing events. That side of business brings the money and that kind of fuel, fuel catering to, to get to the next stage to hopefully be able to kind of like raise more money, raise more awareness, have more charity events in future and kind of like educate people that one day we'll be able to say, you know what, the money that we raised, it actually helped towards this new pump, this new battery-operated pancreas, this new Libra machine. And it's, it's just, it's the whole type one and the, the, the kind of like the, the pump and everything is helped Scarlet so much in the last seven years. Jamie, that I couldn't thank everyone who raised money and fund for type 1 diabetes awareness and, and, and fund because I couldn't see my little girl going to school and injecting every time she wanted to eat, just or every time she was high, every time she was low, just because she loves her pump. She, does, she doesn't mind the Libra machine, but she doesn't mind the prick in her finger either. But she has said to me, she said, Dad, I'm so glad I got my pump because I could just do it whenever I want. And every time there's a problem with her pump and she have to inject, sometimes she just want to skip dinner. She goes, oh, Dad, I just don't want to inject in public. I'm like, let's go to the toilet then. Just because she's little, just because she doesn't, she got used to pump now. And it is literally her best maiden. People say to us, What's that? And she goes, you know what? That's my mobile phone. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Then they don't say anything else. Okay, you know? so 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 obviously you're you're quite um, passionate about raising awareness and making people understand what type one diabetes is. But then from what you're saying there, your daughter still, is, you know, she's a bit self conscious about her condition. Is that something that you you know you you want her to? Because obviously you, you I guess you want her to keep doing what you're doing, spreading the word, spreading awareness, creating like a, a more positive view of type one diabetes. So is that something that you're hoping to bring to her as well? Yeah, do you know what with the Scarlet? Uh, when I was in London, for not this year, last year, like she said, out oh, that quite a lot of people when we went to the after party, like this, they were saying hello to me and stuff. I said, Scarlett didn't know you because I think what we try to raise the money and awareness. And she goes, out oh, that I could help if you want. She comes to work. She works four hours a week, oh. and she gets a she gets a pocket money and she makes <laughs> her favorite is chocolate fondant. You know what it's like having type one. Sometimes yeah. treats could be the ones that gets your blood sugar level spiked to the point that we're like, do you know what? There's no point. I wish I didn't have it. Yeah, you know? yeah but I know that all too well. <laughs> trust me, we managed to we managed to crack a recipe for a dark chocolate fondant that is gluten-free, that is low-calorie, that is almost like, like a keto-style pudding that it doesn't taste rank. It's actually Amazing. one of her favourite. And I could honestly say it's, it's a free ingredients she makes it herself and every batch makes 16 and it's Plymouth Argyle Football Club's favourite pudding when they travel away to their away matches. Oh, so, no, so when they tra when they travel away they ask for 30 chocolate fondant and it's a scarless <laughs> recipe so she literally does you don't need to tell her what to do you give her the eggs you give her the egg whites you give her the dark chocolate 70% Belgium dark chocolate and you give her grass fed butter and wow. she off she goes and she makes this up. She loves the bacon. She loves her cooking to a point that I think she would love to bake rather than cook, if you get what I mean. Yeah, she yeah. loves treats, but 
chocolate fondant mint she makes, she always says to people, that's the best thing on my dad's menu, you guys. Have chocolate fondant because she makes it herself and she always says, you know what, dad? I'm not going to tell people how they make it. You could tell them what ingredients are in it, but I'm not going to tell them how you make it. Family secret. Oh, no, I said good for you. I said I would be telling everyone if it was up to me. But, yeah, so the Argo boys, they all, they all love it. So every way match next Saturday, Friday, they pick up 30. The ping in the microwave for 30 seconds and it's nice and gooey in the middle and sponge on the outside. Yeah, I, I think that's similar to I worked out how to make a flourless cake completely by accident. And I think I'm not, you know, because I don't want to spoil Scarlett's recipe for everyone. But I think I think I do a similar thing because what it turns out is like a cake that's sort of gooey in the middle. So maybe me and Scarlett have got um, some of the same ideas there because that sounded very similar to because I, I, I did the same thing. I was like, do you know what? I absolutely love my food. Um, so I'm constantly trying to find ways of low-carbing the meals that I love. So I went through a stage of making cauliflower pizza-based pizzas. It takes forever to grate, to to process, to get the water out of the cauliflower, but it's worth it. My God, it's worth it. They're absolutely delicious. My next step is pasta. So as, as someone who's, who's used to working with food, maybe you could tell me if this will work. So I've seen online that you can use an egg yolk and mozzarella cheese and sort of either bake that or like cure or dry that out in some way and that will make some form of pasta. What are your thoughts as, as, as a cook? Is that gonna work for me? Do you know what, mate? I've never done it and trust me, <laughs> if it works, I'm gonna put that on my menu because really? Scarlett loves the pasta. <laughs> I can tell you this now. Do you know what she loves our pizza bread? Basically our homemade bread that we make every morning when we come in is a flat bread, is basically seasoned a little bit and is again is four ingredients is we blitz oats and we make our own oat flour we use quirk cheese cottage cheese and yogurt and we use egg whites so sorry it's five ingredients and every bread is contains 220 calories 20 grams of carbs one gram of pretty much one or two grams about it pretty much is about is more like two because we use one calorie per spray oil as well when we grill them two grams of fat and it's so, so good. And 20 grams of protein, let's not forget that. And everybody loves it. We use them as our fajita base. We use them as our burrito, uh, sorry, burrito base. We use it as our wrap base. We use it as our pizza base. We use it as our calzone base. And it is just what we got known for because it's not bread. It's a protein bread without added protein powder. And it's gluten-free and it's high pretty much um, protein, low carb for a bread, and it's just it's filling, but you don't feel bloated. And it is a scarlet, it's chicken wrap is a scarlet's favorite, pretty much. She loves because when I for, for a dinner, if I give her a chicken wrap with better salad and peppers, she only needs two units and no more, no more, you literally no more dinner. She will have to have, I don't know, mate five minimum yeah five minimum if she has like something else at home but they have fuel three times a week i don't want to force them to have fuel so they have fuel three times a week and like a chocolate fondant again is only 18 grams of carb so when we do it pretty much we tried it with a scarlet and she had it we gave her 1.8 she was bang on honestly it just worked so perfect that it's almost like a salted caramel-ish chocolate pudding 
Um, but yeah, it's nice. It's unreal. So I, I think as well, like it's all the rage now, isn't it? Health food and and you know adjusting you know regular meals to be you know a bit more low carb a bit more high in protein less you know less fewer and more whole ingredients and and i'm sure you know the people that are coming into fuel are people that are conscious about their health too so it's sort of it's working in two ways for you you're 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 serving people uh, who want to live low carb maybe for type 1 diabetes reasons and then people who want to do it because you know they're really focused on their health because it, it is all the rage right now people are never have never been so more engaged i think with what they're eating and how they're eating and i also think for me personally when I cook at home and I know what I'm putting into my food and I'm, you know, creating recipes and because I'm, I'm, I'm there in the moment and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to do this to make it a bit more lower carb and I'm not going to, I'm going to make the sauce myself. I'm not going to use the sauce out of the packet because I know that's going to be full of sugar or, or, or some that mitol sweetener, which really spikes my blood sugar. It's terrible. So it's, it's, you, you, I think you've got hit the nail on the head it's all about learning to have a, a really healthy relationship with food and be, being able to understand food too and uh, you, you know it, w- would you agree with that yeah 100 percent. i'll say to people when this girl got diagnosed when the nutritionist said to me you need what you do for a living i said it cook she said that's one of the best answers you could give me that almost was a wake-up call for me to say do you know what you could turn this from negative to positive it took it hit me hard don't get me wrong but we had to turn it positive and say you know what the whole family now if we get up in the morning we all eat breakfast at the same time eight o'clock with scarlet we all have a little snack at 10 we have lunch at 12 we have a little snack like fruit at 2 2 30 when we are home we have tea at 5 we have a bowl of fruit or something at like 7 before we go to bed if we are or sometimes 6 30. so he almost gave us a like um kind of like almost like a plan that you like you have to stick to those time because Scarlett is at that time we will have to eat at that time and it made our family into like a healthier family we've been talking on the podcast in the main episode about the benefits of living with type 1 diabetes because it's all too easy to complain it's all too easy to moan like oh it's such a mental strain and it's an emotional and it is it is those are all valid points but i think personally for me and i think from what you just said it's the same for you that when i got that diagnosis um it didn't shock me in the way that it shocked you finding about charlotte because it was like it was it was me I, I was 23 when i got the diagnosis i thought well there's no point in you know freaking out about this i've just got to accept it and learn how to live the best way that i can but what it did do is give me an excuse or or a reason i think is a better word to live a bit more healthier to make healthier choices like now i you know i i've never worked out so much in my life i've I've never been so conscious about what i'm putting into my body i'm always trying to um you know improve things and adjust things make tiny tiny adjustments to make things better because it's that is the major benefit for me. I, I wouldn't be this healthy if I wasn't type one diabetic. Hundred percent. I'll say this. I say to people, look at my look at picture of me from like ten years ago. Look at picture of me now. I'm not saying I might have got bolder and I got no hair left, but apart from <laughs> that, I'm healthier now. I do the marathon. I do the half marathon. My half marathon, my marathon times is quicker now than it was ten years ago, twelve years ago, just because. As well as the training, which I don't really put any more training into. Last year, the plan was don't train and do that, do the London Marathon. Just because I had a bet with a couple of mates that if I get a PB, 
without training, I would get four in Japan for JDRF. Oh. And I managed to get <laughs> I managed to get PB but one minute and twenty nine seconds. And that was it. Don't get me wrong, Jamie. I was crying about three times through that race. Oh. Proper crying. Because that's how much my legs hurt. But I bumped into Sergio on ambulance um like uh, people twice. They're like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah guys, just let me go. I'm going, I'm going. I need to carry on. And there was times I thought, am I going to get PB? But all I had in my head was, Mehdi, you got this far in Japan. Keep going. You got this far in Japan. Keep going. Because what I go through is nothing compared to my little kid goes through basically every day. So you just met is like three or four hours of your time that you got to yeah. just, just smash it. And I think what people don't realize is mind of a matter. I always say to Scarlett, be grateful when you wake up in the morning. Mm. What we got is... We managed to. Sometimes she said, you know what, that I don't know one meat. Because I looked at, I turned veggie myself about six years ago just because I looked into vegan and veggie diet. And I thought, you know what, it does help a bit yeah, when, yeah. with your type 1 diabetes, with your blood sugar levels and stuff. So we could have Sunday roast tomorrow. She could have a plate of veg and potato with no meat in it whatsoever. Mm. But I don't force her to be a veggie slash vegan. And what I've also told my kids is, I said to make sure, especially max my little boy that because he hasn't got type one and a scholar has i said we got to remember one thing eat when you're hungry it doesn't matter if you have type one or not exercise when you need to if your blood sugar level is high scarlet we, we instead of insulin do you know what i do i'm going to probably go against what the nurse has said and give you insulin if we got time to go for a run or yeah. go for a walk yeah. we go for a walk to bring that basic blood sugar level down yeah it works it works it really do you does. know what we were we started this morning quarter past 10 with pretty much blood sugar level of like i think 7.1 we went for like a 2.7 miles and the scholar had a flapjack that would have been about three and a half units hmm. when i came back about 10 to 12 i didn't give her any insulin we went on a trampoline as well her blood was 4.2 i knew we borderline but she had no insulin yeah and it's just because on after so many years i got to know how to deal with her um diabetes and it's almost like do you know what you you unfortunately at a minute you cannot beat it but you could knock it down if you get what i mean yes you could absolutely almost... i mean like as, as like you've just been saying that it's all in in the practice i mean you go and see your diabetic specialist nurse you know what is it like three or three times or twice a year and they they can they can you know point you in the right direction. But the real person taking care of yourself is I, I mean Scarlett will be doing this when when she's older. It's it's you and Scarlett. It's like you and Scarlett know how her body works. You guys are the experts in her scenario, just like I'm the expert in my management because I know how my body works. And it's it's such a strange condition in that point. And I think it, it has two things. It can bring out some very bad things in people. I've got friends that don't deal with it very well at all and they're really depressed and they ignore it and they're probably not going to be very healthy in, in the future because they just can't engage with it like I can. And then it can also bring out some very good things in people, like what it's brought out of me, my, my need to be healthy, my confidence, my, you know, learning my self-worth. And like with you, how, how it's completely changed your whole family's life and given you this purpose and, and again, this business that is so fulfilling to you. 
And it doesn't stop there, does it, Mehdi? Because you're gearing up to uh, International Diabetes Day, which is on the 14th of November, which is Frederick Banton's birthday. And you're um, turning Plymouth blue, aren't you? Or something like that. You're doing a lot of stuff. Mate, we got we got planned for the last four years, Plymouth Argo Football Club. The boys on International Type and Diabetes Day, the rare JDRF tops. I get goosebumps when I talk about it, Jamie, because I love this charity so much. And I could, I could cry because it makes my like life and my little princess's life so much easier with the research that they're doing to find cure to make life better for people with type 1 i would be an idiot if i don't try to help the charity by using my contacts like i said with, with football club with making an athlete one of the plymouth Argo football players who's got type 1 diabetes our ambassador to raise awareness to raise funds to be out there, talk about it to people, about his experience with type 1 and pass a message on and say, do you know what, that's my experience. Tell me about yours. How do you deal with it um, in, on a daily basis? Man, I take Skylar for like a little run, not this last year because I didn't train for London. Year before, I used to do a couple of mile run with it and I used to take a couple of jelly babies. Every half a mile she had a jelly baby and we smashed it. It's, and it worked perfect. But when we got home, she was a bit knackered, but her blood sugar level was fine. And it's just, and she loved coming for a run. It's almost like if you look back, you get depressed. If you think about it too much, it gets you down. It, but it might get you down. You, you don't get me wrong. Scarlett does get bad days. And trust me, I could only count with one hand how many times Scarlett asked me why, Daddy, I got diabetes. And that's four times she's asked me in seven years. Just because... I keep changing the subject. I don't talk about it. I make sure she's positive. I make sure she wakes up in a good mood. I make sure we check her blood sugar levels and I make sure that she's dealing with it the best she can. And do you know what? I want her to turn it into something that she could control herself. And she'd be like, do you know what? I'm not going to let type 1 to knock me down. I don't want to get her to depress and to make me depressed. I don't want this to be negative such a negative impact that I won't be able to fulfill my dream to be that person that I want to be in life. You almost like got to look at some of these athletes, some of these people who made it and be like, do you know what? G give me your stories. I need it. I, I want to get inspired by what you guys have done. And I want to do that thing. We do. We just call it like, I mean, she's quite, she's a caring person. We see a homeless in the street. She gives him a pound. We used to feed the homeless. Pretty much every year we do. Sorry, we used to do that. every Christmas Eve. Me and Scarlett and Max and our staff, we go and feed the homeless. About 100, 120 people, free course dinner. She comes along, she gets involved. She likes to help other people. She did a she did a five she did five k cancer research walk. Um, just because she said, Dad, I know people help you with type one diabetes. Can I do cancer research because? One of our good friends, Sasha, she's got diagnosed with breast cancer. I said, yeah, no worries, Scott. I said, you sure you want to do it? Then my wife said, Mary, I will do it with her. Don't get me wrong. She did it. She did a 5K. She had about six or seven jelly babies. When she finished, she was proper red, but her blood sugar level was perfect. And she said, Dad, I really enjoyed it because do you know what? I didn't expect her to raise over 500 pounds in a week for cancer research. But when people realized, Scott's got type 1, she loves what people do for JDRF but she almost loves to help other people or help 
like our close friend who's got breast cancer by doing a cancer cancer research book. Um, and it just says a lot about her because I think she she loves to kind of like um, be out there and help with the baking. With kind of like when she comes in, if anyone got type one, she says, "Oh gosh, there's only 18 grams of carbs in that. It's less than two chocolate digestives." Do you know what I mean it's just? And when you think about it, like yeah, that's true. To be fair, and it doesn't spike your blood sugar level, honestly. And it's just so it's just. I think what the point I'm trying to cross is we 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 on a, we, we got a regimen now that we eat a certain time, we eat healthy, we kind of it better ourselves as a family that we probably would have ate a lot more junk food if Scarlett didn't have type 1. We probably wouldn't have cared about our health as much if Scarlett didn't have type 1. And I wouldn't have even started fuel if Scarlett didn't have type 1. Because the main focus, like I said, from day one to everyone, there's stories on our, is on our menu for people to read. For just because I want people to realise, focus was to kind of like create this community and to get a message across to people, do you know what? We want to turn this positive. When little kids with Taiwan come in a restaurant, they all literally come in the kitchen, they ask for permission, they come in the kitchen, I fist pump them. I'm like, boys and kids, go sit down. Adults get 20% off, kids eat for free. Anyone with Taiwan. It's almost like it's not all that bad when you got Taiwan on what? If you live in Plymouth and you could and you like what we do. Well, not- yeah, I think it's great for people that live in uh, Plymouth with Type 1. I- I'm in uh, Bristol, so a little bit further up. So, but I think, I'll, only two I hours, think I'll be swinging down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, tell me about what's going to be going on for International Diabetes Day because you've got so much happening, haven't you? Cool. So we basically got Plymouth Argo Football Club boys. They're going to wear the JDRF shirt and they were going to do a Team 4. And the manager and Noel Canavan, our centre-back, going to talk about type 1 diabetes and experiences about type 1. We also got pretty much, we are in a, we in a um, kind of like middle of organizing a real barrel race up on a hill um, where the Smeaton Tower is to raise kind of like money for JDRF. And we also want to do, we want to have a stand that we could basically like give out leaflets, give out food to people with JDRF logo, with Fuel logo, and just every single penny that we raised that day, we want to give it to JDRF, and we're hoping to make it a big, big event. Like I said, the real barrel, if that gets confirmed, I mean, switching on the lighthouse, big meeting tower, that's our Plymouth landmark, is the first landmark in the UK that has been agreed to turn blue for, yeah, for international top and diabetes, but then, all the other towns hopefully will follow. I know we were the first, but I want the other cities to follow. I want to get the message out there, to get some more funds, to get some more awareness. We got to turn this. Like I said, you can't beat it, but you could knock it. We might get back up again, but then you keep knocking it. Do you know what? You'd be like, do you know what? I'm stronger than this. I'm better than this. Do you know what? You're not going to get me down. And I just think the positive message has got to be, his mind over matter. You gotta be mentally there. I always say to everyone, my message is don't think don't think about past, don't think about when you got diagnosed. Yeah, you might do, but that's only gonna get you down. That's only gonna knock you down and that's only gonna affect on your blood sugar levels. 
it's, it's not that easy for me to say because trust me, I struggle with scarlet diabetes harder than my wife does. And she always says, she said, Med, you dealt with it a lot harder than I have because she gets on with it. But as a mum, she's got responsibilities. She can sit down and get down about what Scarlett goes through. But do you know what? She's a daddy's girl and I'll do anything for her. And I think what we're trying to do, she will preach, she will wait, she will kind of like grow up one day. She'll be like, do you know what? I think she does now, but she'll grow up one day. She'll be like, dad, thank you for, I don't even want her to say thank you. I just wanted to know that as a parent, I had, I'm her insurance. I'm, I need to ensure that she has the best life. And I need to ensure that the diabetes didn't stop me from doing the best I can. In fact, made a family a healthier and happier family because we had to change the way we eat and change the way we look at paying much live our life. Absolutely. And um, I, I couldn't have said it better yourself. You've got, I think, the perfect attitude for your daughter and the rest of your family to make the most out of what you've got and actually probably make a bit you know ha have a better life than maybe you would have had without without type 1 diabetes being in your life i think you're a very inspiring person Maddie, and i think um, a lot of people should be taking a leaf out of your book i'm very excited to come down to fuel and try um scarlet's chocolate fondant i'm definitely going to be going to be putting that on my to-do list and also um looking ahead to internet national uh, diabetes day it's going to be very exciting in plymouth so many we are unfortunately out of time for now on the awful one podcast but thank you so much for you're talking to us and um best of luck with um, all you're doing for international diabetes day. thank you jamie do you know what thank you for your call and before i go i'll tell you one thing i got i always my little girl doesn't know but I, as a businessman who's been in here moved to the UK at the age of 14 and doesn't have a lot and I don't really want a lot because I've got a lot of mates I want, I've got one dream and that dream is for my little girl to say I used to have type 1 diabetes dad well, my fingers are crossed that I can say that one day too. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast also have that same wish. So I think together, if we keep positive and we focus on fundraising for that all-important research for charities like JDRF, which is very close to my heart, as it is yours, then I think one day we'll be able to say that, hopefully. You know, hopefully. I'm feeling positive about it. But Mehdi, thanks again for coming on, Thank on the podcast. You, it's been great to speak to you. And um, maybe next time um, we'll be meeting in person. I can try that uh, chocolate fondant. Yes. And that's it, the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget the full episode. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's an absolute mahoosive episode and it's a banger too. That is available right now. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to that. Me and a brand new panel, Kim, Dan, Liam, we're all talking about why we're glad that we got type 1 diabetes and how we managed to juggle it with our crazy lives. We're also going to be hearing a day in the life of Nikki B and Noni. They were very gracious with sending those along and we've got a news update in there too so lots going on in the main episode don't forget to review the podcast share it with a friend and if you're interested in featuring in a future episode then all you've got to do is email in it's contact all for one at gmail.com contact all for one at gmail.com remember that's the number four but the letters o-n-e 
Also, follow us on the social media accounts. We're on Facebook, all for one online. We're on Twitter, all for one tweets. And we're on Instagram, all for one Insta. But that is all from me for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you in the next episode. <laughs>